When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, February 14th, 2017 here on the Patriot Deep Podcast. On this show, we welcome in Mike Reese to help us give our position grades for the quarterback and wide receiver positions. We'll be going over the future of both positions as well as what's going to happen to Jimmy Garoppolo and Danny Amendola this offseason. What happened to Malcolm Mitchell to lead to such a great rookie resurgence from him? And is Jacoby Brissett truly the quarterback of the future for the New England Patriots? All that and more on this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now... On to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Harris Rubenstein. Go find us on Twitter at CLNS CLNS underscore radio and on Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS fans. And go find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore sports team. Well, ladies and gentlemen... This is now the home of the five-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Your 2016-2017 Super Bowl 51 champions. They took down the Atlanta Falcons two weeks ago. What was it? 34-28? to Incredible, incredible game. Incredible offseason we have in for us today. So this is the first show of our positional grades that we will be giving out through the month of February. We will now be releasing a show every Tuesday and Friday, like I said last episode, and we will be discussing the different positions. So, for instance, this week we're doing quarterback and wide receiver. Next show, I believe we're doing running back and offensive line. The week after that, we're doing tight ends and D linemen and on and on and on until finally we are through with the positions and then we can finally get into the free agency preview and then we can get into the draft stuff very very excited for the draft stuff this season we're going to be doing a full mock draft we're going to be bringing on draft people galore we're going to have a ton of NFL 1000 people coming on to give us some stuff here and there so it'll be a very fun offseason for sure thank you for spending your Patriots offseason with CLNS radio but with that being said let's get right into it so we're going to talk today about the quarterback and wide re- wide receiver position of the New England Patriots obviously 
you know, the quarterback position on this team, duh, Begins and ends with Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady this year, the age of 39, had one of the best seasons of his career, putting up, what, 3,400-plus yards, 20 touchdowns and two picks in the regular season, and then his postseason numbers as well were pretty ridiculous, and then he gets to the Super Bowl, puts up 400-plus yards, two touchdowns, and one interception? Two touchdowns? Yeah, two touchdowns, because James White had two rushing. So... Again, just, you know, an outstanding season from 39-year-old Tom Brady. And then we get the report a couple weeks, or excuse me, a couple days before the Super Bowl that Tom Brady wants to play three to five more seasons and that the Patriots have an extension, an extension coming up for him, which kind of puts the nail in the coffin for Jimmy Garoppolo's Patriots career. But we'll get to him later. We're, we're, we're going to talk a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo and Danny Amendola. But for now, you know, Tom Brady, we, we saw him incredible in the regular season, complete control as usual, picking apart defenses. Uh, his deep ball was greatly improved this year. The short, uh, short passing game was very good. His intermediate passes were outstanding. Some of those throws that he made in the Super Bowl to Amendola and Edelman were unbelievable. Chris Hogan as well. Just long, looping, cross-his-body passes, throwing the ball 35 yards to get 20. Just some outstanding throws from Tom Brady. And one thing that's most inspiring to me is that, you know, you look at Brady, and even to this day, he's not some big, muscly, hunky dude, but man, he can sling it and throw it harder than anyone else almost anyone else. I mean, the guy just sits back there and can throw some unbelievable crossing patterns. The, the one that always sticks out to me are the two that he threw to Danny Amendola in, that fourth, er, in the fourth quarter and then in the uh, game-winning drive in overtime, where he just hit him perfectly. Danny Amendola on a, like a 20 or 18-yard out, and Brady hits him right on the sideline for to get three steps and then go out of bounds. And then he did it again uh, to Amendola in the fourth quarter, like I said, where right after the Edelman catch, he hits him in perfect stride, 25 yards down the field to get them into field goal range, and then obviously to the goal line and then for a touchdown. But just some unbelievable, unbelievable throws that Brady has made this year. I love seeing his deep ball get uh, get much more improved. Chris Hogan was obviously the big recipient of those passes, being their big deep guy once Gronk went out. And it was just stunning to see Tom Brady do the stuff that he did this year. So Tom Brady, obviously, Tom Brady gets an A, A plus 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 for this season, leading the Patriots to that fifth and well, his end there, fifth Super Bowl victory. Tom Brady was outstanding this season. Probably should have won the MVP. Matt Ryan was outstanding. As we know, Matt Ryan totally deserved the MVP. But again, I think we're going to look back in a couple years when we're looking back who won the the MVP. And we'll see that Tom Brady put up 28 touchdowns to two interceptions. <laughs> Tom Brady to two interceptions, 28 TDs to two picks in 12 games. And... Didn't win the MVP. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's all subjective at the end of the day. So Tom Brady gets an A++. And then, you know, look at the other quarterbacks on the roster. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo in the one and a half games he played looked outstanding. He looked better than most 
not most. Looked better than half of the starting uh, quarterbacks in the NFL today. Definitely looked worthwhile to be traded for and to trade uh, for a first-round pick. If the Patriots get anything that isn't a top 15 first-round pick or two first-round picks, they're crazy. You know, there's talks about them trading it to the Texans. But I still don't know if the Texans will be able to get a deal package that's big enough for him because they're going to have to give up their first-round pick. And since their first-round pick is in the 20s, they're probably going to have to give up a second- or third-round pick along with a fourth-round pick. So I think it's still more likely that he goes to the Bears or the or the Browns. It's very clear that the Patriots have been dropping some stories to rile up his trade interest because all of a sudden in like one week, the Niners, the Bears, the Browns, and the uh, and the Texans were all all of a sudden interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, like a rampant interest in him. So very clear that there's some story planting going on here. But I, I think it's going to come down to the Bears, the 49ers, and the Browns. I think the Browns are still most likely the best candidate. That 13th pick is is perfect. It's perfect for trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. They still have the number one pick that they can trade for Miles Garrett. So or take so they take Miles Garrett. They basically draft Jimmy Garoppolo with a 13th overall pick. And there you go. They have their quarterback and they have their their superstar pass rusher. And from there with their with their pretty decent wide receiver core, their pretty good offensive line, they continue to grow the defense throughout the draft and throughout free agency. And bam, all of a sudden the the Browns are a pretty good team. So I do think the Bears are an option. Obviously, John Fox is still there. Uh, that if they, if they get Jimmy Garoppolo, I have to imagine that Alshon Jeffrey stays. I know there's a lot of rumors of him maybe going to Philadelphia or him even going to maybe San Francisco. But you have to imagine if the Bears can bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, that's going to make Alshon Jeffrey want to stay. And now all of a sudden you have an offense of of um what, what's that kid's name? Uh, Jordan Howard, the Pro Bowl running back. You have Alshon Jeffrey, Pro Bowl wide receiver, Kevin White. You know athletic freak, and then Zach Miller at the tight end position, and a pretty good offensive line. So all of a sudden, if you're the Bears, you now have a pretty good offense. So we're, we're, we're going to see a pretty interesting uh, trade market for Jimmy Garoppolo. Once we bring Mike Reese on, he'll have a I think a more accurate interpretation of what exactly is going to go on with Jimmy Garoppolo this season. Excuse me, this offseason. So we'll see. But I give Jimmy Garoppolo a B plus. I... You know, I, I you, you love to see what he did in that game versus Arizona and the first half against Miami. We we will never know if he could have actually played with that shoulder sprain, but I can tell you one thing. This is a guy that was trying to is trying to get a big contract sometime soon. Let's say he goes out there with that shoulder injury and sucks. It it it's not a great look. It's not a good look. Well, it's not a great look that he couldn't play. It's not awful. It would have been bad if he tried to tough it out and was awful. So I I understand why he didn't want to play. But, you know, I, I'll give him a B-plus for a season. And then Jacoby Brissett, you know, we, we were talking all about Jacoby Brissett this and Jacoby Brissett that. But, again, to shut out a playoff team in Houston is pretty impressive. You know, 27 to nothing. He, he didn't throw the ball that much. But again, he he got the job done. He got a W as a as a starting quarterback. You know, QB wins and all that stuff. But good on Jacoby Brissett for winning a game. And then that game against Buffalo, we knew that they weren't going to win. I mean, Jacoby Brissett was playing with with you know like four fingers without a thumb. He couldn't throw the ball. The Bills were just sitting on the run the whole game. You know, at that point, the Patriots are like, all right, we, we, we go 3-1 and one without Tom Brady. I think I think we can accept a 3-1 and one record without Tom Brady. 
So I give Jacoby Brissett an A. I love that they brought him back off of IR. He he seemed so excited to be part of the Super Bowl, so excited to be part of the prep. Um, reports are from inside of camp that you know the the coaches love him. He's learning a lot. Great work ethic, which we knew for him coming out of college. So so far so good for the Patriots' third round draft pick out of NC State. Uh, I really do think that Jacoby Brissett is going to end up being a pretty good player, but it really depends on how they develop him and how long Brady is around for. So we'll definitely see how that goes. But for now, now that quarterbacks are done, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to break down the wide receiver position before we bring on Mike Reese. So stay tuned for all of that. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. Welcome back, my lovely people. It is now time to break down the wide receiver position on the New England Patriots before we bring in Mike Reese for a little more in-depth look at a couple of the guys this offseason. So, first things first, I think we need to start with Julian Edelman, who has been a victim of of a thing in football that I hate the most. It's It's called system players. Now, people... Do this all the time. Oh, he's only good because he's in the system. Oh, he to, he's a system quarterback or he's he's a system wide receiver. Look, you it is Julian Edelman Julio Jones? No, 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 he's not. Is he is he AJ Green? No, 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 he's not. But is he one of the best? wide receivers in football, Julian Edelman. Yes. So Julian Edelman, when he finally came back and was fully healthy from his foot injury, I believe around week nine or week 10, he just went off. He went totally off. He was uncoverable for the entire second half of the season. He was uncoverable throughout the playoffs, made one of the greatest catches in the history of football in the Super Bowl. And has been an outstanding leader for this team since He's become one of the forefront players on it. Now, you can call someone a system guy all you want, but when you show up in the playoffs, and you show up in the Super Bowl, and you're a leader on the team, I don't care what system this and that you're a part of. You're a great wide receiver. And Julian Edelman has stepped up the past two or three years to become one of the better inside and outside wide receivers in football. You can put him anywhere. He plays the X, the Y, or the Z, whichever side of the field you want him to. He can run just about any route that you ask of him. He guy catches everything. He has great hands, great feet, very shifty, great punt returner. I mean, just... 
this guy just keeps getting doubted. And I love the fact that he's going to be on this team for at least another two or three years. They're probably going to sign him to an extension next offseason if he continues up this production. But, you know, one of the toughest guys in football, pound for pound, can take almost any hit that you throw at him. He's a superstar. Julian Edelman has become one of the iconic Boston sports athletes. And for a guy his size, for a system-wide receiver, he's done pretty darn good for himself. So I give Julian Edelman an A- minus on the season. I think the first half of the year he was a little bit too non-existent for my liking. It took him and Brady a couple a couple of uh, of weeks to get their repertoire back. But once they did and they shook off the rust, they were good to go. I think Julian Edelman is going to continue to be one of the better wide receivers in football and should be, if he stays healthy, he should have an incredible season uh, next year. So Julian Edelman, great year for him. Let's move on to my favorite wide receiver on the roster, Malcolm Mitchell. So I truly believe that the Patriots finally found their guy. They have been hunting for this model of wide receiver forever. Chad Jackson wasn't it. Uh, Aaron Dobson wasn't it. Um, who else was it? They, they've honestly been looking for the uh, for the Rache Caldwell replacement forever. The, the Troy Brown replacement forever. Just, the again, a guy who can play any wide receiver position is shifty as all heck, can run little slants to Brady, can break tackles. Just they've been looking for a dynamic outside wide receiver that isn't a primary slot guy like Amendola or Edelman. But again, Edelman isn't really that much of a slot guy anymore. But they've been looking for a guy in the model of Malcolm Mitchell for a while now. And I'm happy that they finally found one. Malcolm Mitchell is... there is Is he superiorly fast? No. Does he have outstanding size no but as a wide receiver he does everything right he runs great routes he has great hands he can break tackles when he needs to he gets a lot of first downs and he can put the ball in the end zone he's a you know I I can't stress how good of a rat runner he is he did this throughout college and I think he kind of got bashed around because he wasn't the but he couldn't really stay healthy in college. And I think this year in the NFL, you know, he had that, that disgusting elbow injury in uh, in preseason. I thought he was going to be out for the season, but turns out he's not. He comes back in and is outstanding. He missed a couple games at the end of the year, so I think health is definitely going to be a little bit of a concern for him throughout his NFL career. But for now, the talent and the potential there, I give his rookie season, again, an a, a B plus, excuse, B plus slash A minus, simply because of the health issues, but performance on the field was stellar, and I think, I think he has a, a real future here uh, in New England. So moving on to Danny Amendola, or excuse me, not Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. We're just going to go down the depth chart. Chris Hogan gave the Patriots their first wide receiver deep threat since Randy Moss. And that was exactly why they signed him. Uh, Chris Hogan can stretch the field, run great routes, uh, has great fakes in the middle of the field, uh, has a pretty decent route tree, has good enough hands that you know you can throw almost anything to him and you trust him to catch it. He had a couple drops in the Super Bowl, which wasn't great, but I think everyone had a couple drops that weren't great. But Chris Hogan was a real revelation for this team this year. It allowed Tom Brady to stretch the field to someone that wasn't named Rob Gronkowski. He ran a lot of the trick plays for the Pats that they really enjoy to run. 
A lot of 15-yard ins and outs for Chris Hogan. Ran them all well. Uh, his, his the ran a couple of 18 to 20-yard ins that Brady loves to throw, hitting him on the back shoulder. He was great in the red zone when they needed him. Chris Hogan ended up being probably the second-best wide receiver on the entire roster this year. Was easily one of the most consistent. And then you know, randomly in the playoffs, he breaks out and goes nine catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns in the AFC Championship game. So Chris Hogan's first year, first year of a three-year contract with the Patriots. Massive, massive success for him and the team. Got to give him an A. Uh, Chris Hogan, I think, hit and also exceeded everyone's expectations. And I think we we will see a little bit of a uh, tick down in his usage next year when Gronkowski comes back and starts running a lot of the routes that we saw Hogan run. But at the same time, Chris Hogan was a stellar addition to the offense. A, a, a plus signing for for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So moving on from him, we now move to Danny Amendola. Now, Danny Amendola is an interesting case. The guy can't stay healthy. He's incredibly overpaid. Uh, he, he isn't a very consistent player. But when you need a big catch in the fourth quarter or you need someone to, to make a crazy catch in the end zone to win you a football game or you need anything – that's what Danny is for. Danny Amendola has been the clutchest wide receiver that the Patriots have had in since Troy Brown. All he does is catch clutch passes. That's it. All the time, constantly. Red zone touchdowns, um, crazy catches over the middle, getting crushed by a linebacker and still holding on to the ball, punt returning, everything. Danny Amendola is the jack of all trades that the Patriots love to have on their football team. The only problem is that he is owned $7.9 million this offseason, and that is a cap hit that I don't think the Patriots are going to take. They're either going to cut him or they are going to restructure. He is not going to have this contract on that team next year. They simply can't afford to pay a guy who doesn't play that much that kind of money. He just doesn't play that much anymore. Edelman's better, Hogan's better, and Mitchell is better. So while Danny Amendola might have the hottest girlfriend of the wide receivers, though it really depends how you would look at Olivia Culpo and uh, Adriana Lima. I think Julian Edelman's still dating her, which is insane. But again, it you know, he just doesn't play enough to warrant that kind of contract. So definitely look for them to reduce uh, to take a pay cut or to get cut and re-signed onto a new deal. But we'll, we'll, I, I still think he sh- he'll end up on the roster next year, just not on his same contract. But moving on from him, the wide receiver five on the roster. Michael Floyd, shrouded in controversy and alcohol, winning a Super Bowl ring and everyone getting angry at him on Twitter, him thinking everyone would be happy for him because apparently he doesn't pay attention to social media or the news. So... Michael Floyd most likely will be on the team next year. Uh, I believe the Patriots picked him up to see what he could offer, and I think he brings exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for another size threat on the outside for when Gronkowski goes down, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the tight end position. Michael Floyd is is very much a guy that the Patriots give a small one-year, prove a contract, see if he can help them before he cashes in on a deal next season and leaves the team. That's just what it sounds like to me. He needs a year to remake his image and to show that he can actually perform at a high level in the NFL without distractions. I think New England would be the perfect place to do that. And with a depth chart of Julian Edelman... Malcolm Mitchell, Chris Hogan, Michael Floyd, Danny Amendola, and then probably Devin Lucian or one of the drafted guy. I think the Patriots will have a pretty, 
pretty one of the, one of the better wide receiver depth charts in the NFL. Incredibly deep, incredibly talented. All guys Brady trusts are in the quote unquote Brady circle of trust. So, you know, good good roster building by Bill Belichick to bring in those wide receivers. I give excuse me, Danny Amendola gets gets a B minus on the season, and Michael Floyd just gets an F. Michael Floyd gets an F for for that ridiculous DUI and then not expecting to get cut and then not expecting people to be mad at him for winning. I'm not mad at him for winning a Super Bowl ring. I could care less. But the fact that he doesn't understand why people are mad at him is kind of ridiculous. So he, he, he gets docked for that one. But now that we've made it through both quarterback and wide receiver rankings, we are now going to bring in Mike Reese of ESPN to break down some of the offseason moves, including what is going to happen to Jimmy Garoppolo and Danny Amendola, and if we can expect the Patriots to draft another wide receiver this offseason. So we'll welcome in Mike Reese right after this break. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift. So maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member. Maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for our featured guest segment this week. We are very happy to welcome back in Mike Reese, the Patriots Beat writer for ESPN and ESPN Nation. Mike, thank you for joining us. Glad to see that you're alive and well and uh, back from Houston. Wow. Thanks for having me. This was one of my favorite, if not the favorite season that I've covered uh, with the Patriots. So I could talk about this today tomorrow and probably every day the rest of the year <laughs> truly was a game deserving of it as well but mike unfortunately we are now on to the off season personally as much as i love the regular season of football i i, I can't get enough of off season we get pats cap all the time we get draft time and free agency stuff so i guess the the first place we have to start is at the quarterback position and you know, the Garoppolo trade rumors are heating up again. Now it's the Browns, the Bears, the 49ers, and the Texans. Where where do you actually think he's going to go? Uh, New England. Yeah, New England would be my guess uh, is where Jimmy Garoppolo goes. Um, you know, here's the thing is I, I don't think the Patriots are going to give him away. And I just – I'm questioning whether the – other teams are willing to ante up what they're, you know, what the Patriots will be looking for. So now we all know that can change 
in a heartbeat, and all it takes is one team to up the ante. But my sense of it right now, and it's just a sense, I don't have any inside information, is that what the Patriots will be looking for to, to, to have the incentive to deal Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not what's on the mindset of the teams that would be interested. So you don't think because they could probably get a first round pick for this guy? Do you think the maybe the Patriots are licking their chops at a top fifteen pick, or do you think they prefer the player? Uh, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not so certain that they're that, that other teams are going to be willing to offer a one. That's my that's my thought of it. Now they might be able to offer a or they might be willing to offer a conditional one. You know, so it's a two that can turn into a one. And quite honestly, I'm not even sure. That if, that if that's what it is, let's say that's the only thing on the table, that Bill Belichick would look at that and say, this is even, that, 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 that's even worth it, depending on where the pick is. So um, here's the thing. I think, and I haven't heard too many people mention this, but Garoppolo doesn't just have value to the whole Brady insurance factor, like, you know, Brady's going to be 40 next year. But when Brady doesn't practice, and he had like three weeks this year where he didn't practice, Mm-hmm. for the various ailments, Garoppolo steps in, and that team doesn't miss a beat in practice. And I think that is so valuable for the team to have that, that unless you're certain with what you're going to get out of that number one pick, I'm not so sure they're going to – I mean, I, I'm just – this is just me hypothesizing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how motivated they would be to deal so let's say you know they, they do keep him. Brady plays all the next year. Now all of a sudden Garoppolo is up for a contract. Do you see them trying to work something out? Maybe uh, some sort of weird five year deal that's like fully guaranteed or something. I'm I'm not really sure what what do you what do you think their overlying play yeah. is for Garoppolo? So fascinating, right? So let's fast forward it and mm-hmm. let's say Brady makes it through another season, healthy, playing at the top of his game and Garoppolo is now a free agent. The first thing is to understand the people that are involved in this situation. Jimmy Garoppolo's agent is the same agent as Tom Brady's. His name is Don Yee. This is not the conventional agent here. He's going to look at things a little bit differently than what I would call the traditional agent. And he, that would not surprise me if that's part of the discussion of like, Hey, we're going to do something a little bit different here. You know, instead of going somewhere else where we don't know as much about the coaching, you know what? We would consider something along those lines. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I don't, I think because of the people in play that are part of it, it's not out of the question. So that would be the first thought. The second thought is, look, they might just end up saying, you know what? The insurance policy and the development was so worth it. And what he offered us in practice when Tom wasn't there that, you know what? We didn't get a one for him, but he signs a big deal in free agency, and they end up getting a compensatory third, you know, if, as part of the formula, right. compensatory third-round pick. That would be, I know, a disappointment to many who would hope for a greater return. But it's the same way I sort of look at the Ryan Mallett thing. You know, some people looked at that when they drafted him in the third round in 2011. Oh, that was a wasted pick. He never did anything for him. Well, that's not really true. He provided them a level of insurance that they felt comfortable with in the event something happened. So they could build their team in other areas. So those are some of the thoughts in play with Garoppolo. So with all that being said, the the kind of I guess not even an X factor. We'll call him the the Y factor here. Through all this is Jacoby Brissett, who's just kind of sitting there. 
you know, love and life is the third string learning under Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. Is is he the true long-term solution to Brady leaving, or do we not really know what we're going to get from him yet? I would say more the latter. I mm-hmm. think that very encouraging what happened his rookie year and won over the respect of so many people in the organization with the way he handled himself. So that's all good. But, like, even he admitted it at the end of the year. Like, look, there's Tom Brady way up here. There's Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit below that. And I'm like, I'm, like, way down there, you know? So right now you look at it and say, well, that, that has potential to be something that we could really like. But you have no certainty on that, and I don't think they do either. I think they like a lot of the intangibles, the leadership, the way he came in and worked hard. But, yeah, you, you don't have the same level of, of, of knowledge of the player and certainty as you do with Garoppolo. So last thing before we, we move away from the quarterback position, there were rumors that the Patriots might give Brady another three- to five-year extension. Have you heard anything along those lines? Do you expect them to extend him again? Or what, what, is he now just the LeBron James of the NFL and gets like a one-year deal every single year now? I think, I think the key thing to understand on that is he signed through 2019 as it is now. So anything they would be doing would just be more from a cash flow perspective mm-hmm. to say, hey, Tom, we want to take care of you or we want to move some money around or, you know, look, you're, you'd be underpaid this year, so let's get you up to the, the level you belong. So I wouldn't look at that as anything outside the norm of, you know, regular business. I mean, signed through 2019, that's the key mm-hmm. marker. And, and I think any extension, I mean, if, that's gonna, if they're going to push it out, it would be more just from the distribution of the money and the cap and stuff right. like that. Awesome. So moving away from the quarterback position, the other big guy on the offense that a lot of people have been questioning if he's even going to be on the team next year is Danny Amendola. Now, he may not be, you know, the Julian Edelman that everyone thought he was going to be, but he has been one of the clutchest wide receivers the Pats have ever had. I mean, the guy makes more catches in the fourth quarter and overtimes to help win games than just about anyone else I've ever seen. But he's on the cap for $7.9 million. There's no way that that he's going to survive on that number. Is he going to be on the team next year, or are they going to work out some sort of money thing with him? So here's the factors in play. Uh, We don't know the answer to these questions as it relates to Danny Amendola. Number one, does Danny Amendola want to play? You know, he's he's on the other side of 30 now, right? So that's where you start asking that question. Mm -hmm. Do you still want to play? Let's assume he still wants to play. We, like you said, you know he's not going to be back at his present contract. He's shown the last two years he's willing to take significant pay cut to stay in New England because what's important to him? Playing for a winner and playing with Tom Brady. So we know he would do that again. Like, I don't think that's any question. We got the proof in the pudding the last two years. So then the third question is, do the Patriots want him back? And that's one that we don't know because – you're talking about a number four receiver who gives you some value on special teams as a returner, but it's a fairly niche role in terms of special teams. And he's going to cost you, you know, a million and a half or whatever it would be, you know, um, in the restructured deal. Patriots might look at that and say, geez, you know, if we bring in someone a little bit younger, it's a little bit cheaper, maybe even offers more value on special teams playing a variety of different roles. 
it might be time to move on when you consider that Edelman's back, when you consider that Hogan's back. Mitchell has another year at growth. Michael Floyd, signs pointing to him coming back. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious if the team looks at that and says, we still have a spot for Danny Amendola. We don't know the answer to that question, but those are some of the dynamics in play there. Is Michael Floyd really a guy that you think they want? Now, I don't want to say want to have around because it makes it sound like he's some sort of cancer. But is, is Michael Floyd really – does he really have a future on this team? Because, you know, as as talented as he may be with his size, he only played a couple games. He wasn't active throughout the playoffs. I mean, is, is he really a guy they're looking at to play a role next season? Well, part of the reason they signed, they claimed him was that they were going to make a run at him in free agency next year. So that answers the question. They were going to be interested in him before he even got here. Now that they got him in their own building and they learned more about him and they saw how he went about his work and they saw how he was a different type of receiver than really they've ever had here, they want to work with him again next year. And the good part for them is that Michael Floyd is on record. He told me at the Super Bowl – He'd love to be back. So there's only one hurdle to, to clear at this point, and that's just to work out the financials. Now, if another team steps up and says, Geez, you know, we, we think he's worth $3 million a year or whatever it is, well, I could see the Patriots backing off there and saying, look, we took a shot at it. We're just not in that financial market. But if the market is what I think it's going to be, which is a one-year prove-it type deal with heavy incentives, to me, that Patriots leader in the clubhouse and they want Floyd back. He wants to be here. So no reason not to continue uh, that relationship. So let's say all that does work out. They keep Floyd over Amendola. And maybe Amendola retires or they just want to move on. So now they're left with four wide receivers on the roster. And if you look back at their past drafts, you see that they do enjoy taking at least one wide receiver per draft. Do you expect them to continue that and just kind of keep the, uh, I guess, keep the rotation flush? I mean, they do have Devin Lucian sitting on the practice squad. Well, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, if the, if the right player is there, I don't think you say, well, we're definitely not going to take a receiver, right? I mean, if the, so if you're going through your board and you got a receiver that's the clear pick, I don't believe they would hesitate to make that pick. It might not, you know, if, if all things are equal and it's a different position that's level with that receiver, maybe they lean to the other position based on the depth that you mentioned there. And you know what? There's nothing that says they wouldn't look at that and say, yeah, let's bring Amendola back. Because one thing is you can never account for injuries or how things are going to go, you know, depth-wise. And nothing says you can't layer the depth chart with five, six, seven, eight receivers when you're, when you're carrying 90 men on your roster in the offseason. So, you know, that's another thought as it relates to Amendola, the numbers at wide receiver, and whether the team would consider drafting another player at that position. So lastly, before we, uh, we let you go here, Mike, the one, one other thing I do want to hear your opinion on. So we have no idea if Martellus Bennett is going gonna, is gonna to come back. We know that he loves New England. He's been posting Instagram videos that he, you know, he wants to win a second, this and that. But at this point, they're going to have to pay him top dollar for a tight end. That's probably going to be eight, nine mil a year, probably two years, if not three. Is it a realistic thought that he will be back in New England, or is it more likely that he's going to be on another team? You know, this is a little bit of guesswork. Uh, I would say the latter, more likely that he would be on another team. And I look at it 
almost like a car, right? Like sometimes you, you lease a car and let's say, or you rent a car and you got unlimited mileage in your rental agreement. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to take a heck of a trip right now. I'm going to drive around the country. And you put so many miles on that car in your rental agreement, but it didn't cost you much because you had unlimited mileage. But then you get to the end of your trip and the, the guy says to you, well, you know, would you consider purchasing this car? And you think to yourself, man, I just put that car through a pretty rigorous trip across the country. That's sort of the way I look at Martellus Bennett. They put a lot of miles on that odometer this year. He was playing through a significant ankle injury. And, you know, this goes back to the whole Wes Welker discussion a while back. It's not what you did. It's what we think you're going to do when we value the next contract. And I could see another team saying, we want what Bennett did for the Patriots last year. And in turn, the Patriots, and this is, again, guesswork. I don't know this for sure, but I'm just based off history and, and what we saw this year. Patriots saying, look, we, we, we got a lot out of them this year. You know, maybe, maybe that's as much as it is. And with Gronkowski there, uh, let's focus on youth at that position and maybe uh, see, where, see where we can go from there. That was very rare to have a talent like Bennett, you know, complimenting Gronkowski. And I think to continue that, given the financial restraints in play, that might be tough for the Patriots to do. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think Martellus Bennett might honestly end up in a Miami Dolphins jersey next uh, next season. But we'll see. Mike Reese from the Patriots beat writer from ESPN. Mike, it is always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for asking me, and I always enjoy it. And uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. Absolutely. Have a good one, Mike. You got it. You too. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime any place, anywhere. Always a pleasure to have the great Mike Reese on. Glad to see him get home from Houston safe and not be... You know, a dead man walking like it seems Doug Kite is from Nesson. But that is going to do it for today's Page B podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Please give us a rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. Again, you can find us at Facebook.com slash fans or on Twitter at CLNS Radio. You can find me at CLNS underscore sports scene. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-I-N. But we will be back next week to discuss running backs and the offensive line. Thank you again to Hyde 209 and Joshua Morse for the music. Thanks to Nick Larry. 
And of course, Michael Longi, our Patriots beat manager for handling all this stuff. We'll be back with you guys next week with another great edition of the Patriots beat podcast. But for now, enjoy your weeks and we'll see you on Friday.